Hello everyone and welcome back to the Football Betting Podcast for the new 2023-2024 season with me Tom Pipkin and my co-host Tom Walker and we have got an action-packed episode of the show uh, to dive straight back into today with the EFL opening day and pre-season prediction special. How are you feeling Tom? It is good to be back. I was saying to you before we started recording, we've only been gone about eight or nine weeks but it feels like a long time it does um towards the end of the season i was ready for a break for sure yeah uh, obviously you know the work that goes into researching and then recording and then you know all the social media stuff i was ready for a break and then i think i enjoyed the break for about three weeks and then i was ready ready to come back and start talking football and you know very grateful that the Women's World Cup is on that has definitely filled my void um, as opposed to the cricket, as I know some people uh, enjoyed. But yeah, just really excited to get down to business with uh, the return of the EFL. Yeah, absolutely. So we are going to go through each division in the EFL. So the Championship, League One and League Two, League by League, we're going to pick out our outright predictions for uh, promotion, for relegation, for top goal scorer. And we're also going to look at this weekend as well, individual games, because the leagues kick off this weekend, starting on Friday night in the Championship. So there's lots to sink our teeth into. Um, We're going to read out the best odds available for everything that we pick at the moment. Our sponsorship with Matchbook didn't extend into this season. So we are on the hunt. If you know anyone or you are interested in sponsoring the podcast, if if you're a listener, please do get in touch. We're on the the hunt for a new sponsor. Um, But yeah. I think uh, we'll just go straight into it, shall we, Tom? Yeah, return of the championship, mate. So really excited to to get this one um, looked at because it's a pretty exciting league, I think, with three three teams from the Premier League that came down that probably would not have expected to be in this position, but they are in Leeds, Southampton and... Um, Leicester. Leicester, yeah, thank you, and um, yeah, and then a couple of uh, teams promoted as well, in particular Ipswich, who definitely have aspirations to uh, kind of continue their momentum. So, I'll hand it over to you, Tom. Who do you have as the winner of the championship? So, I've gone for Southampton. Um, they're currently the outsiders of the three relegated sides with the bookies. Um, they're generally about eight to one to to win the league. Um, I just think the other two teams are getting a lot more attention from from punters and from pundits uh, than Southampton. Are. And I, I was just looking at various factors, and I, I I think they're going under the radar a little bit. Well, as much as a, you know, a, a third favourite to win the league shot can go under the radar, but I think they've got buckets of goals in them. You know, we're talking Nathan Teller, who scored so many for Burnley in this division last season. He's back at Southampton now. Adam Armstrong, he scored about 20-odd the last time he was in the championship with Blackburn, which got him his move to Southampton. Uh, They've got young, exciting talent that they bought last season. You know, Alcaraz, Suleimana, Adozi. Still got Lavery and Ward-Prowse, maybe for the first few games. Um, But... Even if they go, that's going to fetch another sixty million or so to reinvest in some top-level championship players. 
Uh, I was looking at the defence, you know, right back, Kyle Walker-Peters or Liv Romento. Um, they've got options pretty much all over the pitch that is good, good quality options, I feel. Russell Martin, new manager, um, typically has been a bit of a slow starter with his methods and implementing his way of playing when he's come into a new new side. But this is by far the most talented group of players that he's ever had. So I think that he will be able to implement his methods a lot quicker with Southampton and this bunch than with MK Dons, for example, and with Swansea. So so I think we're going to see the best of Russell Martin. I think we're going to, it's going to bring out the best in Southampton's players. Um, I think they'll go well. There's there's less negatives for me for Southampton than the other the other two recently relegated sides that are at the top of the bay. And I've gone for one of them. So I've gone for Leeds at Sixers. Um, main reason I've gone for Leeds, I think what we've agreed on here, Tom, is that Leicester are probably in the weirdest and weakest position, yeah. I think, of the three. Um, but yeah, Leeds... Very similar to, to what you said, really. I'm you know, not going to go through every player, but you know they've got players like uh, Somerville uh, hanging around. You know, There's quality at the top end of the pitch. They've got a sturdy defence. Uh, the midfield looks good. And Daniel Farker in the dugout, for me, yeah, I know he's kind of getting pigeonholed with the relegations and the failure to kind of kick on with Norwich. Um, but let's not forget that this is a manager who's won this division twice. Um, and I think if you had, if he asked me just for one season, who I think the better manager would be to be in charge of a team out of Martin and Fark, I would choose Fark personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Russell Martin uh, says all the right things and is a bit of like a modern day data darling. In reality, he's just led two teams to mid table with a expansive brand of football. 100% agree with what you're saying. This is the best team he's ever had and maybe, you know, will ever have. Who knows what's on the horizon for him. But I think I'm plucking for tried and trusted a little bit in Farker um, over uh, Russell Martin. So Leeds at sixes for me. Uh, Tom, moving into promotion, who are we, uh, who are we looking at for promotion here to join uh, Southampton in your case? So I also had Leeds. Um, for automatic promotion so my one to 24s has Southampton and Leeds occupying the, the top two spots so largely agree with what you're saying um, just have them a place below uh, Southampton I was just going to touch on Leeds I think they've got some fantastic attacking talent still at the club like you mentioned Somerville like even Sinistera um, Nonto still there even Bamford scored a decent amount of goals yeah, at level and when I was doing my research I forgot about uh I think it's Geronimo Rutter. He was yeah, 30 yeah. million. Yeah. 30 mil. Like, if he sticks around, then surely he should be good enough. Yeah. Like, I, it's, it's, I think they'll absolutely blow away some teams this season and they'll score fours and fives. I, I just I worry about them a little bit at the back. Um, not so hot on their defensive options. I think they're very top heavy in terms of quality. But um, yeah, either way, I think they'll both get the job done personally. Um, and in terms of the other team, I, I didn't really pick a third team for promotion, um, but my, my playoff punch is Middlesbrough, Swansea, Watford, and then Leicester. Okay. Um, so for the record, I had Southampton finishing second. So I think it's a 
uh, football betting podcast double there, just the, the other way around. Um, in terms of kind of teams making the playoffs and kind of, you know, being in the hunt, um, I went for Coventry, which was a team that I picked to finish in the playoffs last year. Um, and I think they will do it again. Um, I picked Middlesbrough. I picked Sunderland. And I picked Ipswich. I think the winner from that will be Sunderland at 13-2. to um, I really like the vibe around Sunderland. Um, they've lost a couple of players, of course. You know, Ahmed Diallo is not around. So that's probably the one that leaps off the page um, initially. But, you know, they've still got a ton of talent from last season. Jack Clark it was absolutely purring last year, and we finally saw that uh, saw that kind of um, you know Leeds potential that he had before he went to Tottenham. But I just really like what they've done in the transfer market. They have completely shed their skin, which I absolutely love. They've got rid of the uh, the old kind of grisly names that got them relegated back to back. And, uh, yeah, they're now going younger um, and players that kind of are out to prove themselves. So, yeah, Sunderland for me. Cool. Um, I think it's probably worth saying now, we've not looked at each other's picks or anything like that. So whatever Tom says is completely new to me. Um, mm. Whatever I say is pretty much completely new to Tom. So um, I'm intrigued as we go through the leagues to see if we if we align, um, which so far we, we are... Fairly, fairly well, I think. Um, yeah. So, looking at the relegation picture, then um, I'll go first with who I've got. I've got uh, QPR. Um, I've got them to finish stone last in the division. I feel like they massively got away with it last season. Um, a couple of teams got points deductions. They had that good start under Michael Beale. Then since he's left, they've been nothing short of absolute rubbish. They've been terrible since Beal left. Um, I'm a big Gareth Ainsworth fan, but he's just not doing it for me at QPR. His results since he went in last season just about kept them up with a couple of wins towards the back end of the season in the last four or five games. Um, but they'd have been in big trouble had it not been for those points deductions for other teams. Uh, I'd don't think the squad is generally good enough uh, at time of recording. Players like Ilias Chair I like, but I think he's, uh, you know, they're few and far between in terms of good quality players in the, in this squad. And I, I think at three to one, you know, they're one of the favourites to go down for a reason. Um, and yeah, I think it's going to be a, a troubled time, I think, this season at Loftus Road. Yeah, QPR for me as well, finishing second bottom. Um, I have a different team finishing bottom. 7-2, it's Sheffield Wednesday. Um, by far and away, the, the weakest team coming up in terms of what's going on at the club, the manager in charge, the joined-up thinking, the recruitment, the, the current players at their disposal. It's a team that is stuck in the early 2000s for me. Like the way that they operate as a club is is so out of date. It's it's unbelievable. Um, and then when you stack that up against Plymouth, who were like the 
the data darlings and the transfer market wizards that kind of come from not nowhere, but, you know, come from a less fortunate position than Sheffield Wednesday. And then Ipswich, who probably have more money than Sheffield Wednesday, but have spent it very well when, Tom, this time last year, we were concerned about Ipswich's spending and the the players it brought in and everything, but it proved to be a great move. Um, I mean, Chenziri's still in charge of the club, and whilst he's in charge, it will always be a circus. And uh, I feel sorry for Owls fans, but when I look around the league and I look at them, 7-2 to two to be relegated, I think, is uh, is about right, and I think we'll see them drop this season. Yep, I had them as uh, also in the relegation picture as third bottom. Uh, so let's see if we can complete the clean sweep of the same picks. Uh, I had Rotherham uh, two to one as my third team. Who did you have? I absolutely hate it. I'll be honest with you. I absolutely hate it, but I've got Rotherham. Um, there we go. No, I, I, I want Huddersfield in there, but basically. <clears throat> I couldn't put them in there because of Neil Warnock. Not happening. Yeah, not happening, mate. I, I, it's just yeah. the stupidest thing ever because I look at Rotherham's transfer business and I actually, I actually like what they're what they've done. Like I really like the players they've brought in, and Huddersfield I do not. It's honestly just the dugout thing and just the Warnock fat. Like I just don't know how he does it, but I just can't see him being relegated. Rotherham is seven to four. Um, I don't think they are going to be relegated at a canter. I think it will go down to the last day. There will be a point or whatever in it, maybe goal difference. It's going to be tight, and I really don't want them to go because I want them to finally establish, but I think they will. Yeah, well, I was just looking at everything, and I think if we're being blunt, Paul Warren saved Rotherham last season um, before he went to Derby. because all- Yeah, there's, a, there's an argument for they've that. They've finished six points off the relegation zone. I've mentioned the points deductions from other teams. They only lost one out of the first nine um, at the start of the season when Paul Warren was there. And then they started to really decline after that. And so, yeah, hopefully these sign these new signings can uh, can hit the ground running and propel them to, to better form and further up the table because if they continue in the same vein as, as last season for me, uh, they're gone. But... Okay. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but okay, so completely aligned on relegation anyway. How about top goal scorer? I just want to make a point on top goal scorer before we go into it in the championship. I looked at the market and Jamie Vardy, at what, 36 years old, is the favourite to be the top goal scorer in the championship. Give it's over. What, what is going on there? Yeah. Well, he's a big name. Absolutely. That's it. He's a big name who's playing for a recently relegated team. That's it. Absolutely ridiculous. So, yeah. 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 Jamie Vardy, currently the favourite alongside Pats and Dakar, both at uh, 10 to 1. Um, how many picks did you make? Because I've gone a bit pick happy for top goal scorer. Oh, good. good. I've, got, I've got three for each league. Oh, so that's I'm... fine then. That's fine. Because I've got like yeah. three, three in the champ. I've got about five in, in League One. Bloody hell. Okay. Well, I get us kicked off in the champ. Uh, my favourite is the Loch Ness Drogba. Um, Ross Stewart. <laughs> Sunderland striker. 20 to 1. 
Um, again, you know, obviously it's going to come from a team that's doing well, typically. And I had Sunderland getting promoted via the playoffs. So, yeah, 20 to 1. Ross Stewart is my first pick. Yourself? Uh, my top pick was Adam Armstrong uh, for Southampton. Obviously mentioned that I think Southampton do well. Uh, Armstrong, fair to say, not exactly been in any way prolific in the Premier League for Southampton. But in the Championship, last time he was in it, he scored 28 goals in 40 games for Blackburn. Then the season prior to that, 16 in 48. So he is uh, certainly a proven goal scorer in the Championship. And I think he can hit that form again um, for the Saints. Mm -hmm. Okay, next up for me, um, I just really like this player. Um, he's a, a great price, and a lot has to go right for this to happen. Um, but Jerry Yates is somebody I've picked out at 33s. He's completed a move to Swansea. I think he's going to basically get a lot of service in a team that you know, not to kind of give it away too much, but they're going to finish mid to upper mid table for me. Um, they should score enough goals, create enough chances. I think Joel Perot is, is rumoured to be leaving. I actually think that might help um, the Jerry Yates cause. It will be less kind of chefs in the kitchen, if you know what I mean. And uh, I'm a big Michael Duff fan. And I think just Jerry Yates is, is a good fit for Michael Duff and Michael Duff's a good fit. For Jerry Yates, um, is someone as Forest fans we were linked with in our champ days, and uh, I was really excited about it. And uh, yeah, I've I've always liked him. Thirty threes. Yeah, out of interest, where's Joel Perot going to be going? Because he was on my list. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I to be honest with you, I've just seen a lot of riffraff talk. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's there's no Fab Romano. Here we go. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of talk about him. Uh, moving on, I think there was a couple of teams in in Europe that wanted him. Okay, well, um, I had him on my list. He's twelve to one. Um, yeah. Obviously, the big asterisk there then is if he if he actually stays, because <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm like you. I think that Swansea will do well this season. I've got I've got them what to finish in the playoffs. So I think they'll do well. Look, because I agree, big Michael Duff fan. Um, but yeah, if 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 he goes, then we can put a line through this pick completely. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, why don't you give me a third one? Tubes. Uh, back bomb. Uh, just to continue where he left off last season. Again, I think Middlesbrough will do well. I think it's going to be more of a continuation, really, for me. This particular pick, eleven to one. It is. He uh, got the golden boot last season, and uh, I think they will just yeah pick up and carry on. Tuba and Middlesbrough. Uh, I don't know. I I would go off the his. You know, countless other seasons where he got single-digit goals first. Um, you know, as opposed to someone in their late twenties or mid twenties or whatever, just kind of carrying that on. But that's me. Um, I go for Nathan Broadhead as a shout. I think Ipswich will do well. I think they'll finish in the playoffs. And if they do, Nathan Broadhead scored eight in nineteen um, for Ipswich last season. And he's a player I'm really excited about. Think of playing the Premier League one day. He's forty to one. If Ipswich are going to do well, they're obviously going to need to score goals. And they invested in Broadhead. I think he'll get game time, and therefore uh, pick up some goals. 
Cool. Well, it is worth saying with the uh, top scorer markets, especially the bigger price ones that you've picked out there, um, if you don't fancy them to be top goal scorer outright, you could always back them each way with a lot of the bookies. Um, what, top four places usually for a, a mm. fifth of the odds? So um, that might be worth looking into as well. Yeah. Well, that's the outrights then for the championship. Let's take a look at the championship games for this weekend quickly before we move into League One. Um, I'll get us kicked off with the, the, the opening game, Friday nights, Sheffield Wednesday at home to Southampton. You know, we've both said we think Southampton will go up automatically. Sheffield Wednesday will get relegated. So for me, this is quite a straightforward pick on the Friday night. Uh, Saints away, 2.2 is the price. Um, so I think they'll get a, a fairly routine victory here on an opening day away at Hillsborough. Um, I remember last season, I think Burnley were the opening game of the season. I can't remember yeah. who they were against, but they, they won't. Yeah, like one or two nil when everyone went, oh, these look good. Yeah. I think we might get the same game with Southampton this year. Mm-hmm. Um, quick question before we start doing this. Do you care about pre-season results or not? To an extent, I think. Um, if if they're looking really worrying, then then yes, I think we can lend a yeah. bit of credence to them. But uh, I'm I'm kind of um and ahhing about it, you know. I I wasn't I wasn't bothered about them until our club Nottingham Forest lost five 0 to Wren today, and now I'm starting to panic. Yeah, um, yeah mate. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I was just, I was just curious. Um, okay, Watford. Um, I'll be honest with you, I'm not 100 percent sure what we're going to get from Watford under Vallis Mail. Um, I think that could go either way, to be honest with you. But I know what I'm going to get from QPR on the road in particular, and it's going to be limp. It's going to have, They're going to have no game plan. There's going to be no joined-up thinking, and everyone's going to look around and start panicking when they go 1-0 down You know, inside the first 10 minutes. And that will give Watford all of the momentum. Uh, this is purely on QPR and how bad we expect them to be. Watford are 1.9. I do understand the price. I wish we could squeeze the lemon a little bit more for some extra juice, but yeah, I think uh, Watford fans will see their team win on opening day. Yeah, okay, I like that one. I agree. Um, another one for me then at a price. So this is certainly not one of the anything that's going to end up on a bomb-proof treble later on in the show. But um, Hull at five point two five away at Norwich. Norwich big favourites here at one point seven. But I think Hull could be a sneaky little outside team to do quite well this season. Um, steadily got a lot better under Liam Rosinia last season and I think that they'll continue that progression I think Norwich on the other hand are regressing um, I think they're in for a season of very much mid-table mediocrity for me um, this game isn't priced up like that I think this will be a battle between two sides who are going to be mid-table this season Hull probably higher than Norwich in my opinion so so I, we'll see how it goes but certainly Hull on the double chance for me outright at 5.25 or hold on the nose, I think could be one to look into. Um, and it, opening day is great for picking out these value bets, I feel, um, where people haven't quite clocked on to teams that might do quite well this season because they didn't do well last season. Um, or teams that did do okay last season, they're expected to go well, but maybe won't do so well this season. 
I think this is priced up very much in the vein of last season um, and I think could take advantage here. Yeah, okay. Um, I like the look of Plymouth. Um, yes, I know I can hear everybody going, Neil Warnock, Neil Warnock, and yeah, I, I completely get it. I really like what Plymouth have done in the transfer market. Uh, they just brought back Finn Azaz today. He's returning. I just absolutely love it. And uh, yeah, I think, to be honest with you, Plymouth, it's the first time you know they've been at this level, kind of at home for a long, long time. Um, 2009-10 was the last time they were in the championship. So I think the fans will be up for it. I think Stephen Schumacher is uh, a bright young manager and... Uh, yeah, I fancy Plymouth to get the win there. They're priced at 2.15, so a nice little uh, extra over evens. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, I'm going to move us into Sunday. We've got three games in the Championship on Sunday. Uh, I just want to touch on Leeds against Cardiff. I think Leeds will win at home to Cardiff, but they are very short. I don't know if this is an indication of what's to come for Leeds' pricing this season, but they're 1.4 at home to Cardiff, so under 1-2, to two, so not much of a backable price for me there but I think they'll win and I also think that Coventry could upset Leicester in the yes. clock game yes um, I thought you might be on board with that Leicester mm-hmm. obviously recently recently relegated one of the favorites to win the league they're 1.55 um, at home but I think they could be in for a rude welcoming welcoming to the championship Coventry 5.5 outright to win this game um, I think that could be a fantastic bet. Yeah, uh, I also, I think I support Coventry. I like I'm always know. in their corner. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I'm wearing sky blue. It's the yeah. England kit. But uh, yeah, I, I'm i always in their corner. I just love what they're doing. And they lost Giok, but they brought in some lovely players and I'm really excited about them. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think that wraps up uh, El Champo. So, League One, Tom? Yep, let's move into League One then. Uh, get us kicked off then. Who have you got for the uh, the two, two promotion places, automatic promotion you, places? You've put, me, you've put me right on the spot. I love it. Um, so, finishing second, I've got Portsmouth. Okay. And winning the division, I've got Bolton Wanderers. Come on, Ian Everett. Yes. Yeah, you too. Yes, I've I've not got right. Portsmouth. I had them third in my in my okay. one twenty four. So we're not not too far apart. No, and Bolton, I also have to win the league. Yeah. All right. Well, you you take Bolton. Okay. Well, steady progression is uh, the mm. term that comes to mind when speaking about Bolton and both Ian Ian Everett as well. Um, his managerial career obviously got promoted from the National League with Barrow, then went to Bolton. Um, Got them promoted from League Two. Then they finished up a mid-table in the first season in League One. Then last season, they went one better, got to the playoffs, knocked out in the semi-final. And now I think once again, they can continue this linear progression up the divisions uh, and and win the league. Um, I think the core of the successful squad from last season remains. They've made a few smart additions. Uh, the league in general, I think, as a point overall in League One, for me, this is a weaker league this season than it has been for the last two or three seasons. Um, so 
yep, I think it's there for for a team like Bolton to to grab the ball by the horns and and really take the opportunity and go go for automatic seven to one. I think is is a decent price for Bolton, really. Yeah, firepower for me is is one of the things I wrote down about Bolton um, and late goals. Never know when they're beaten last season, um, and I think that will stand them in good stead. Um, Portsmouth for me, I, I just like the business that they've done. John Massino, I think, did a decent job last season. Um, they haven't really lost anybody huge of note. There's obviously been players that have left. That's natural with pretty much everyone. Probably Ronan Curtis is, is the biggest name, but apart from the kind of flashes he's shown when he initially signed, I'm not sure that's the worst thing because I felt like there was under so much pressure to play him all the time because he was inverted commas capable but you know there's only so long you can wait for players to be capable you know you need the the here and now as well um I feel like they gave him enough of a chance I think Regan Paul from Lincoln's a good sign in Connor Shaughnessy is not going to get anybody excited he's arrived on a free from Bolton uh, Bolton Burton but I really like that signing. I just expect them to be a bit more solid, a little less sexy, but a little more successful. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Um, I do think they'll do well. And then the other team, can you guess who I might have got as my uh, other automatic promotion team? Derby County? No, uh, this is a team that I feel like I'm in the corner of every single bloody year. Uh, Peter... uh, who? Peterborough? Peterborough. <laughs> 12 yeah, to 1. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, you, you yeah. support Osh. Yeah, 12 to 1. All the way back to the uh, Aaron McLean and Craig McCall Smith days, George Boyd days, right? <laughs> George Boyd, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 12 to 1 for Peterborough. And I don't know if it's just that I like Peterborough um, or I've just been listening too much to Darren McAntony on bloody talk sport or his podcast and social media. But. Um, no, I'm, he's 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 convinced me anyway. Um, you know they've got a young, vibrant vibrant team, lots of players under twenty five with good potential. Uh, they're playing an attacking brand of football. You know they they put three past Birmingham in a preseason friendly last Saturday in the first eleven minutes. So, you know that's you know that that's I know it's preseason. And we're saying we don't really read too much into it, but that's a, a good example of I think the the kind of forward front foot football we're going to see from Peterborough this week this uh, this season um, yeah and since Ferguson came back in they massively improved they made the playoffs they should really have got to the playoff final barring the absolute calamitous collapse against Sheffield Wednesday in the second leg of the semi-final um, and I think they can continue that progression again similar to Bolton just continue the progression for me um, mm-hmm. will they make automatics will they fall short I'm not sure I think like you say Portsmouth are a, are a strong pick there's Derby floating around as well but I think they'll be up there for sure let's move into Derby uh, Paul Warren is obviously um, a manager that I think made an okay start um, without kind of too many fireworks um, but I do like what they've done in pre-season, to be honest with you, Curtis Nelson is a good signing from Blackpool. Uh, Sonny Bradley is just an absolutely perfect character for that club. Um, yeah. To be honest with you, that just fits. 
Uh, Connor Washington, if they can get him going, that's interesting. But definitely the best signing they've made is Kane Wilson. Um, you know, people may have forgot that he exists, but this is a guy who was absolutely frightening at, at League Two level um, as a right wing back, and I expect him to um, to pick up uh, where he left off at League One level. Callum Elder from Hull on the other side. Yes, they lost Jason Knight. They didn't want to do that, um, but it is what it is. Uh, Christian Bielik left finally. Uh, they'll be happy about that. Curtis Davis is obviously a big loss in terms of well, performances, but mainly kind of off-the-pitch leadership. And that's where they'll be hoping that Nelson can step in, I'm sure. I'm sure that's going to be a uh, position like for like. And, uh, yeah, can't stand the club, but got to give them credit where credit's due. I think they've uh, made some shrewd additions, and I I have them getting promoted from... Uh, the, uh, from League One via the playoffs. Okay, fair enough. I think the one thing which I feel puts me off Derby a bit, other than it being Derby, um, they lack firepower for me a bit. Uh, you yep. know, they're strikers, recognised strikers, James Collins and Connor Washington. Neither. Yeah, it's, it's not great. Like, obviously, David McGoldrick got, got most of their goals last season and he's gone now. So, for me, they need another striker who could be getting 20 plus really and then I can put them right up there but yeah. see my argument to that is I think they can make two 12 mm. to 14 goal a season strikers from the additions of Wilson and Elder in particular yeah and like kind of give them so many chances that even though they're not very good that yeah, they're yeah. gonna get goals to be honest but I know what you're saying no yeah saying. Okay, uh, let's look at the other end then, shall we? Uh, relegation, so four going down in League One. Uh, I always feel like it's quite tough at the bottom end of League One because there's always a like a batch of eight or nine teams who are going to be kind of slugging it out and are going to be down there. And the odds for teams to get relegated from League One are bloody rubbish. Um, who have you gone for? Well, I want to I wanna kick things off by naming two at once. Um, Reading and Wigan, I've both got got both oh, going wow. down, so that would be back to back relegations. It's it's honestly just off the pitch stuff. Like Wigan, Wigan look like they're keeping their head above water a little bit, but Reading, like it, it is an absolute circus, and it, it, I actually, I can't stand Reading, I can't stand the fans, but I actually feel bad for them. Um, they are, they've made some good sign-ins that might not be able to be registered. Uh, you know, the fans are, you know, campaigning for the, the club to be sold. It's, it's an absolute horror show. They're obviously starting on minus points. Um, it's only eight, so it can be overcome pretty, pretty easily. But apart from like a decent, you know, a decent uh, spine of like McIntyre, uh, Rinomota, Tom Holmes. There's not a lot there. If they can't get these signings in, there's not a lot there. Maybe more penalties are to come. And with Wigan as well, like, you know, let's not assume they're out the weeds here. Like there's serious threat to them as well. And I think they have to be in the conversation because of off the pitch stuff. Mm-hmm. That's my. That's what I'd say about those two. 
Yeah. No, I, to be fair, I completely agree, particularly with Wigan. Um, I didn't actually include them. I, I just kind of, I probably should have done um, based on that. But I, I've kind of gone for, if there's no more off the pitch heebie-jeebies and things coming out of the closet that's going to cost them more points, I think they'll get out of it. Um, yeah, and there might, there might not be. Yeah. This might be the end now. So, but um, I, I chucked in Exeter at a bigger price, nine to two. Um, they came up last season, did very well, but they have lost some key players from that team. Uh, Jay Stansfield, big source of goals for them. He was on loan, gone back to Fulham. Um, Archie Collins and Josh Josh Key, two more key players, pardon the pun there, um, who have also departed. So, I'm worried that the recruitment that they've now brought in isn't good enough to replace what's gone. And if it's not, I could now see them struggling in this division, um, considering it's going to be an absolute dogfight down at the bottom between, like I say, seven, eight, nine teams. Um, I also put in Cambridge. Did you have Cambridge in yours? Yeah, Cambridge are in there, yeah. So they're two to one. They're one of the favourites to go down. They had a weird season last year. I was just looking at their season that they had. Um, they used their promotion momentum to win five of the first 10, then proceeded to lose 18 of the next 25, and then they won five of the last nine to save themselves again. So a terrible season bookended by two strong, uh, by a strong beginning and a strong end. And I just can't back or trust a team that is largely the same and is proven to be an absolute relegation fodder for, for over half a season, really. So that's why they're there for me. Yeah, uh, Cheltenham are there for me. So that would be my fourth. So Reading, Wigan, Cambridge, Cheltenham. Cheltenham have just lost too many players. That That's just how I feel. Um, a club that size and that kind of budget and everything losing Alfie May is huge. Um, mm. Ryan Broom, Charlie Raglan. Um, I'd probably say those are the guys they've lost others, but I'd say those are the main players that they've lost. And I just don't know if they've replaced them. Um, Ollie Hammond on loan from Forest seems to be getting rave reviews, but it's his first loan. Uh, Curtis Davis is coming from Derby. He's 38. Can he still do it? I, I think so. I don't really know. And then there's like, you know, a couple of fullbacks from ones from Larne in the Northern Irish Premier League, ones from the Scottish division. I don't know anything about these lads. They've signed a striker from Palace U2-1s. Maybe it's my naivety. I quite like Wade Elliott, but I, I think, you know, it. I think... To be honest with you, Tom, when I look at League One, I see the top getting weaker, but the strongest got uh, the bottoms got stronger. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's how I see it. Um, so yeah, I, I expect them to struggle, unfortunately. Yeah. Which is fair because like the last few seasons, it's very much been like a two divisions within a division. Yeah, like, at the top 100%. ten or so, which have been a cut above, a clear cut above everybody yeah. else. Um, so you might see a bit more convergence, I agree, this season, which would be good for the division, its competitiveness. Yeah. Um, I also had Northampton in there, 2-1 to one again. Um, newly promoted, have tended to struggle in, in League One in, in previous years gone by. 
Um, I'm just doubting whether the team in general is strong enough for League One. You know, they've got a few players that stand out. Sam Hoskins probably be the main one. But aside yeah. from that, not convinced on the overall quality of the squad. Um, they had a lot of injury struggles last season. If that's repeated again, it could get tough for them. Um, pre-season already has been disrupt- disrupted by lack of player availability through through injury. Um, so, yeah, I, I just don't feel confident in Northampton whatsoever, to be honest. So, for me, uh, the two-to-one favourites for a reason. Um, and it could be a, an instant relegation back down to League Two. Uh, okay. Top goal scorer. I have my favourite pick is 25 to 1, which is nice. nice. Um, it's Victor Adeboyeo for Bolton. Um, I've also got another 25 to 1 that I may as well read out now because it's the same price. That's Aaron Collins of Bristol Rovers. What about yourself? So I picked five. <laughs> Bloody hell. Okay. Johnson, Clark Harris. No, no, no. Not not Clark Harris. You're so, kidding me. He's like your love child. I know. I know. But but Big Darrow was saying that he might be sold. Mm, okay. So that's why he's not there. Um, however, I do have Aaron Collins as well. Yeah. So I like that pick. Um, I do have some Peterborough representation in... Uh, and this is a weaker one, but this is one where I think you could maybe back each way. 50-1, to one, Efron, Mason, Clark, uh, mm-hmm. Peterborough. Um, I have Dion Charles from Bolton, so a different Bolton player to you. He's 12-1. to one. Uh, Portsmouth representation in Colby Bishop, 9-1. to one. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then finally, you, you probably know where this is coming because I messaged you about this one yesterday. Dale Taylor, Nottingham Forest, Loney, striker. At Wickham, already a full Northern Irish international, he's a hundred and fifty to one, so he's really flying under the radar. But this is a kid with massive potential. Uh, on loan at Burton last season for the second half of the season, uh, scored goals there, uh, did very well. All in all, uh, another year, well, another yeah, that half a season on, he's a bit older, bit more used to the league. I think he can really push on with Wickham, who will be a a good club, I think, for him to go for. I think they'll do fairly well, Wickham, this season. So I think at 150 to 1, like I say, even if you back him each way, fifth of the odds, you can get, what, 30-odd to 1, is that? Some quick mass. He is, um, he is a baller. I just yeah. I see him as more of a creator than a goal scorer myself, but I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. Yeah, so we'll see. But they're, they're my shouts. There's a lot of them. Okay. So I've got one more. It's priced at forty to one. Bit of a forgotten man, I think. And I think he's at a decent club and he's gonna be the main man. And it's Tyler Walker. He's a Lincoln City. He's honestly like kind of their marquee striker signing. So I think he's gonna play and get a lot of minutes. I just really believe in him. Like I I think League One's his level. I don't think he's a championship player, to be honest with you, but League One for sure. Um, he's a super sharp finisher. He's got some good pace about him. His movement in the box is good. He needs to stay fit, for sure. Injuries have bothered him a bit, but I can see him going off in a decent team in Lincoln and 40-1. to 1. 
Might be worth a shout. Interesting. Pitt always helps. So he also played for Forest as well, didn't he? T walks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he's got the similar name to you. <laughs> yeah, I love him. Yeah. Um, okay, then let's look at the individual picks for League One. Let's bash through these and we can get on to League Two. Um, I'd say out of all the divisions, this is probably the one where it's got the most conf- where I've got the most confidence in the picks. Um, mm. The prices are fairly short, though, for opening day. Um, I'll start I was off with Bolton against Lincoln. I think Bolton will win at 1.7. We both mentioned Bolton. We think will will win this division. I think they'll get things off to a steady start. Lincoln are going to do all right this season. It's not going to be an easy win for Bolton here, but I think it'll be fairly, you know, a one nil or a two nil here for Bolton. One point seven is the price, so they are a touch on the short end. Uh, one point nine. This is putting two and two together from the preseason predictions. Really, you know. Tom says that Wickham have the top goal scorer in the league and Exeter he's predicted to get relegated. So let's put those two together and create a nice little 1.90 home win cake. Um, Yeah, fully expect Wickham to assert some dominance as they shed the Gareth Ainsworth skin. Yeah. Um, Who else do we have? Uh, Derby, 1.66. Gosh, there are some short prices in League One this season, aren't there? <clears throat> Weekend, rather. Uh, 1.66 at home to Wigan. Derby, last season, very strong at home at Pride Park. I expect that to continue again and really form the backbone of their um, promotion push. Uh, but yeah, 1.66 at home to Wigan. I think they'll they'll get the season off to a, to a decent start here. It'll be interesting to see what Wigan have got about them, to be honest. Really relegated. Um, but yeah, Derby to push on here. 1.66. Okay. Um, Burton. Burton Albion. Away Ooh, yeah. at... Dino. Yeah. Big Dino Marmria, the pod's favourite manager by not Barnon. Um, they are... Where are they? They're priced at 5.75. It's a massive price. This is the most disrespectful price of the weekend. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Like... It's bloody ridiculous, really. Um, yeah, I think it's just because Blackpool are relegated from the champ. They've got Neil Critchley back. So I think, you know, that equals home win. No, 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 no. This is Dino Marmria. And yeah, they've lost Dale Taylor. Um, but they brought they brought in a lot of players. Let's be honest with you. Like they've really kind of, they've been busy. Let's put it that way. But they're probably in players like Mason Bennett from Millwall. Really like that. They've got Jamal Blackman to go and goal. Raheem Harper. So much, you know, potential. But let's talk about Cole Stockton. Tom, if they can get Cole the goal motivated and he can start scoring from the halfway line again, like, that's going to be massive. Yeah. Absolutely massive. This is what I'm saying to you. This is what I said before the pod came on air. I think Burton will do well this season. I know. I do think they'll do well as well, but I think we have a bit of a discrepancy between (laughs) league positions. Anyway, I think that, Tom, you are spot on. That's a bloody disrespectful price. Blackpool are 1.55. They're the shortest price in League One, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Yeah, in the bin. Bugger off. Absolutely. Not having it. 
Okay. Um, anyway, who else do we have here? Uh, last one for me. Uh, I'm going to go for Peterborough away at Reading. This one's a much more palatable price. It's 2.3 for Peterborough to get the victory. Um, so, yeah, I think they'll start the season off well. I think it'll be an entertaining game. I think they'll go out to, uh, they'll certainly go out to set the tone for the rest of the season. I think this, this weekend will Peterborough and I think there'll be goals in this particular game. Nice. Okay. League du. Yeah. What a league this is going to be. Do you like we were yeah. saying? We've been bashing Lots League 2 for the last couple of years, haven't we? Because it's been an absolute minefield in terms of who to pick. And from a betting perspective, we're like, so that X that we broke up with, now we're, go- now we're come craw- crawling back. <laughs> yeah, I feel like League 1 was my favourite division last year for for yeah. betting that and to be honest with you the premier league yeah, yeah. Um, which which is not something that's traditionally been on this podcast it's been the prem has just been a minefield of short prices and horrible games but last year the prem was my uh was my my was my gold mine sorry mm. um so yeah league two um lots of eyeballs on it because of Wrexham this year um who do you have winning the league? Um, I've not got Wrexham. Uh, Neither have I. I've got Stockport. Okay. I have uh, them to finish second. Okay. So, for me, Stockport, they went so close to back-to-back promotions last season. Um, if they did not have started so sluggishly, they would have won automatic easily. Um, the second half of last season, they were fantastic. They lost three of 24 games on that back end of last season. Um, if they if they start better and continue that kind of general form that they've been on, um, they'll do it fairly comfortably for me. Uh, they made some eye-catching additions. Nick Powell, Louis Barry, Jordan Smith from Forest in goal. Um, yeah, I just think that they, they're experienced now at this level. They have got momentum. If they can get off to a good start and quickly get over that penalty shootout heartbreak in the playoff final, uh, they can get on a run again and, uh, and really go for it and, and get that automatic this year. Mm. Did you feel pressured to pick Wrexham? I did a bit. I did I a did. bit. I, I think I they're in there. They're in there for me, for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I, I did a bit. I agree. I think Sky would have a heart attack if they uh, got promoted, wouldn't they? Bloody hell, they're so up their arse already. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. It's absolutely unbelievable. Um, yeah. Uh, Viva Notts County. So, Tom, I have not Stockport, not Notts, not Wrexham to win the league. I've got Gillingham. Yeah. Which is, I think, a little bit boring. Because they're not super exciting. Like Stockport, back-to-back promotions, that's fun. They spend money. They've brought a lot of good players in. Wrexham are Wrexham. Knots, you know, are on the on the right path. And I just look at Gillingham, the way that they finished last season, and that January onwards, and I banged on about it last season, about the new ownership, the recruitment, Neil Harris, still in charge, should not be a League 2 manager, in my opinion. Brought in some really good players. 
didn't lose a lot um, in terms of, you know, players that I would be absolutely, you know, there's no one where they've lost where I'm like, oh God, that's a disaster, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. Um, the only thing I wish they didn't do is they signed Johnny Williams. I feel like he's he's been crap for years and I can't believe he keeps getting jobs. He's got the best uh, best agent in football, that lad. But they're, they're priced at 12 to 1. I fancy the Jills to continue their trajectory. Yeah, well, I've got them in third, so I, I do agree with okay. you. Um, I think they'll do well. Same reasons, really. Um, the second half of last season was fantastic, especially the home form. Um, I've got down, they won nine of their 12 league matches at home in 2023. So if they can sort out their away form, which is a bit patchy, and continue that vein of home form, they're going to be bang up there. They really are. Um, then the other club that I had was, yeah, was Wrexham. So so Stockport, Wrexham, and then Gillingham were my three automatic. Yeah, same here, but in a different order. Gillingham, Stockport, Wrexham. I just don't know in like a league where four teams get promoted if Wrexham, I don't see how Wrexham aren't one of those four, to be honest with yeah, you. I agree. I agree. I'd love to see Ben Foster do a podcast where they don't get promoted. but No, no, uh, no. I'm on board with this Wrexham wagon. I hate me. it. I hate it. But the thing is, we've we've had such a history with Wrexham on Football Manager. I can't disown. I can't dislike Wrexham now. I know, but my issue, my issue is, it gets painted as this like rags to riches tale, and it's not. Oh, no. Like everyone's like, oh, I can't stand Man City, PSG. Like they just buy the league. It's boring. I hate them. That's exactly what Wrexham are doing. And the reason Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney got Wrexham, yeah, sure, they love the community and whatever, but it's because there's no FFP in non-league. So they could go and get all these League One players, put them on a fat wedge, promise them all this pre-season in you know, the US and Paul Mullin, you get injured, don't worry, just hang out at Ryan Reynolds' house or whatever. Like... They- you know what I mean? Now they're in the EFL, it's going to be a little more difficult. But it's not this rags to riches stuff. It's not yeah. a fairy tale. It's PSG in the National League. I, I don't yeah. get it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I completely understand why people don't like it. I like it personally. But I like. then again, I like Man City and PSG. So there we go. Bloody hell. <laughs> right, moving on. Tom, four teams get promoted. So who's your fourth? Um, so I've done that thing again where I haven't picked an outright fourth team. Um, Love it. But my playoff teams were MK Dons, Salford, Notts County and Mansfield. So I think between that bunch, it'll be a toss up between County and MK Dons. I'm going to go MK. Yeah, my playoff teams are MK Dons, Salford, Mansfield and Notts. So that's exactly the same as you. I think just in a little bit of a different order. And uh, I've plucked for Notts County. If they can keep Macaulay Longstaff, and if he can replicate, what do you get? 46? Yeah. Last season? That gives you a chance, doesn't it? Enough. Enough. Yeah. Okay. Relegated. Trapdoor. I I did struggle, to be honest, with, with League 2 relegation. There's no... There's not really many teams here that are an a- look absolute relegation fodder. Um, I've gone for Crawley. Um, yeah. 
they seem a bit of a mess out of everybody. You know, that whole Wagme United or whoever owns them. This seems to be, yeah, they're never too far away from something else making them a little bit more of a circus, are they, Crawley? Um, They did improve their form enough last season to get out of the muck because they were really flirting with relegation last year. Um, And, yeah, I I just think they're probably going to be the worst of the bunch now. Now we've lost Hartlepool, we've lost Rochdale. Like I said, there's no, other than Crawley, there's no real basket case club in, in League Two from what I can tell this year. So, yeah, for me, Crawley to to, to, to stop swirling the plug hole and go down the plug. Yeah, that, and, and I've got them finishing bottom. They're 11 to 4. And it's exactly it, mate. Just off the field issues. They're the only club that I can see unless I'm missing something where they're just absolutely spiraling out of control and have been since these guys took over. It's an absolute shit show. Yeah. So yeah, I just fear what's around the corner and I, I can't predict them to stay up because of that. Yeah. Um, who's your other team? <laughs> I, I mean, if you know me well, you'll be able to guess, to be honest with you. Oh, great. I've had it in for, yeah, for a long bloody time. Uh, who have you had in for for a long time? Consistently going backwards, circling the drain. Colchester, correct. It's <laughs> Colchester United. Um, I'll be honest with you, I don't know a lot of their transfer business, but it does concern me. A little bit. These are the ages of the players that they brought in. 21, 25, 19, 19, 19, 19. Um, Yeah, sure. Youth is great. Youth is great if you can resell it. Four of those players that are 19 that I read out at the end are all on loan. You're putting a lot of emphasis on Mauro Bandera, a 19-year-old midfielder who hasn't had a whiff of men's football coming in on loan from Arsenal U2-1. Nico Lawrence, a 19-year-old centre-back from Southampton B. These guys could be unbelievable. Maybe Colchester will win the league. But they lost some real key players, I thought. Emma Hughes walked away for free. Freddie Sears, is he good enough anymore? No. But he's been a big part of the club, walked away for free. Uh, Kieran O'Hara left. Tommy Smith. 33 left, went to MK Dons. Tom Eastman left. Was he great? No, but still another old head. It feels like what they've done is they've got rid of all the old guys, which is which is great. That's that's what you want. But then they've replaced them with, with just kids. And this 25-year-old who kind of stands out as like the old head in the in their recruitment. And uh I'm just not sure it's the way to go and They've been circling a dream for a long time, and I don't see how that recruitment stops that from ending in being flushed. Yeah, fair. Um, I went for Newport, and this is probably my least strong pick out of all the promotions and relegations that I've picked, to be honest. But um, my thinking for Newport, and they're, they're not a bad price, they're eight to one to go down. Um, they've lost a lot of key players. Um, that's players they have permanently that have now left on freeze or on a transfer fee or players they had on loan that have now gone back to their parent club. 
So a lot of the squad that did all right last year has now gone. Um, so there's a lot of replacement to do. Will it be good enough? Not sure. Um, so that unknown is a why that I plumped for Newport at a decent price here to uh, to fill that gap. Because, yeah, Colchester, I agree, will probably be down there. And there's, like I say, aside from Crawley, there's no massive standouts for me, even Colchester. Yeah, it's it is tough. I think I said to you before we came on air, Tom. Like the one thing I'm concerned about is the League Two relegation picture. So, yeah, yeah it's tough to predict. Uh, let's have a look at the weekend. Wait, um, wait, wait! Not yet. Not yet. We need oh, to do top scorers. Bloody hell! Top goal scorers. My bad. Look, if Macaulay Langstaff doesn't win top goal scorer, he's the six to one favorite, clear favorite by a mile. Yeah. You're getting some great prices on the rest. Who who have you got Langstaff in your three or your five or whatever you bloody picked? In my twelve. No, I've got yeah. three. Langstaff is in there as one. So okay. same here. He's not, my, he's not my top pick, but he's in there. Um I just can't not go for Paul Mullen. I thought I had an idea in my head of what the kind of odds that Paul Mullen would be. And I thought it'd be about half the price he is. He's 12 to 1. This guy is double the price of Langstaff to finish top goal scorer. I know he's going to miss the first few weeks because of his injury, but this guy was top goal scorer in League 2. Last time he was in the league at 32, so he's proven. Langstaff isn't proven at this level. He scored 38 last season, so he didn't do too badly in the league, did he either? Um, so for a guy as prolific as Paul Mullen is, and he's proven at this level, for him to be 12 to 1 compared to Langstaff 6 to 1, I'm going to gobble that up all day long. What a price that is. Yum, yum, yum. Mmm, yes. Do you know what? Honestly, this is how much of a, you know, I've got him in there, but I hated it. I, I, I don't know, I just can't stand him as a person, but I've, I've also got him in there because it's Paul Mullin and Wrexham are going to go well and he's going to get tap-ins for days uh, and penalties for days and pens yeah so all right well that boils down to the third who's Mullen. the third uh moisa is going to cash in mk dons mm. i think will go well 16 to 1 for moisa uh last time he was in league two he was pretty prolific got nearly 20 goals um not been massively prolific in league one but consistently gets between 10 and 14, 15, uh, but back down at League 2 level, uh, a team that should be up there contesting for automatic promotion. I think Mo Iser at 16 to 1 is a good shout. Okay. Um, I hope it doesn't come off like all I care about are you know, Forest players. But I have realised that I picked like Tyler Walker and now I'm picking Will Swan. About to say you're going to pick Will Swan. <laughs> Yeah, Will Swan, he's, he's 16, made his move permanent to Mansfield. And that I think that was Mansfield's way of saying, like, you're our guy. Like, you know, he is coming off the back to the last two seasons for Forest PL2, 12 goals, five assists, 21 games. And then loan to Mansfield, 38 games, 11 goals, one assist. I think, you know, Sure. Do you want to be backing somebody who is, you know, 
scoring 50 like Langstaff in the league or whatever. Sure, yeah, of course. But Swan's 22 and he's coming off the back of a good loan at the club he's at. He's got the, the kind of nods that he's the man now. And I think that could be a good price. So Will Swan, 16 to 1. However, it means Mansfield would have to perform for the first time in bloody like five seasons yeah. for him to have a chance. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not for me, Will Swan, to be honest. But yeah, I, I can see why he picked him. I like him. I think he's good. Uh, okay. Well, let's move into this weekend's games then, shall we? Um, I'm championing how I like League Two this year and how good I think it is and how competitive I think it's going to be. But there's not an awful lot on opening day that, that takes my eye. No, I'll get us kicked off with Wrexham. I don't want to talk about this for long. They are 1.6 at home to MK Dons, who are going to be like a decent top 10 team at the worst. They're just going to win. They're, they're just going to win. The crowds, the atmosphere, the excitement, it's going to be like a cup tie, and they're going to win. 1.6, I won't be going anywhere near it, but they'll win. It's going to be a long season, isn't it, for these odds for Wrexham? Because if they're 1.6 at home to MP Dons, who, like you say, are going to be probably up there, what are they going to be when they play like a, a Morecambe or a, you know what I mean, a, a Crawley? Maybe like 1.2 or something. <laughs> it's honestly going to be like back in Man City. It's it going is. to be ridiculous. Um, but hey-ho, there it is. Um I agree. I think they'll win. Um, who else did I add? One more team um, that have now escaped me. I'll uh, jump in quick with Bradford. Bradford away at Crawley. Um, Bradford on the dartboard have been since we started the pod, but an away game at Crawley is about as gentle of a start as you can get. Andy Cook almost made it into my top goal scorer picks. So, yeah, uh, Bradford are evens, 2.0. Oh, yeah. The, here's what I was going to say. Um, I'm going to slightly contradict my pre-season picks here, um, but I think it's worth saying because the price is good. Gillingham are playing away at Stockport. Very tough game. Battle of two sides that I've got to get promoted this year. But Gillingham are 4.5. And the reason I'm going to throw out Gillingham is because, one, I'm sucked in by the big price. And two, if there's any semblance of a playoff hangover for Stockport and Gillingham can continue that strong form from the back end of last season, they could make a mockery of these these odds of 4.5 because if Stockport aren't quite at it, Gillingham will win this game. And secondly, Stockport did start very sluggishly last year. So if there's any of that, again, um, you know, we opposed Stockport quite a lot at the start of last season successfully. I'm hoping, you know, for my outright picks, they don't do that. But just in case, this is a good price here, Gillingham, 4.5. No more in League 2 for me. Yourself? No, no more for me either. Right. So, um, if you are new and you've made it this far, thank you. And uh, we are going to now wrap all this research up for the weekends and put together a treble for you guys to potentially back this weekend. Now, we do ask that you put your own research in, that you gamble responsibly. The recommended state that me and Tom put down is £10 because we're in a fortunate financial position. 
where we can afford to lose that. Uh, if you can only afford to lose a pound, but you still want the thrill of having a bet on this weekend, don't be scared to just put a quid on it. It's supposed to be fun. Um, so, yeah, just a, a word of caution before we kind of read this out. This is not us saying this is definitely 100% watertight. This is just what we fancy this weekend. Yep. Well said, Tom. So we are going to go for uh, the treble of Watford to win at home to QPR, Wickham to win at home to Exeter, and Derby to win at home to Wigan. Um, the treble pays 6.07, and a £10 example stake would return you £60.74. pence. Love it. Hopefully we can land a winner there. A couple of extra pieces... So now let's turn our attention towards the Premier League. And that brings two things. Number one, fancy football. Uh, It's going to be launched in the coming days. Um, So if you're already in the league last year, then you are automatically in the league again if you uh, start a team. So if you want to join, all the codes and all the invitations and the links and everything is going to be released on Twitter. T underscore FB podcast. You can either just visit the page or you can give us a follow so you can keep up to date with everything we do all season. And then next week, we're going to be doing our run of the mill champ league one, league two weekend picks. We're also going to do a premier league version of what we did today in terms of who's going to win the league, top scorers, relegation and prem opening day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah looking forward to that hope you've enjoyed the show we're really keen as ever to get your thoughts on social media as we continue our journey to what 3,000 followers is the next yeah hashtag road to 3k yep (laughs) so t underscore fb podcast is the handle please do let us know what you think to our picks what are your own picks what preseason bets have you got on Uh, if you get any winners this weekend Um, And the best thing you can do for us at the moment is to share the pod, really. Um, So, yeah, if you enjoyed it, just share it with your mates. We'd really appreciate that. And if you want to be extra kind, you can leave us a rating or review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Love it. Great to be back. And, yeah, uh, yeah, roll on the EFL weekend. Up the Burton Albion. Absolutely. (laughs) Cheers, guys. Thanks Thanks for listening. See you later.